0: Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide, interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at, at category 5tv And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 199 of Category 5 Technology TV. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Nice to have you here, and thanks for your patience tonight. I know it's uh, it's been quite the start to the evening once again tonight. Uh, for those of you who are following in the chat room, following me on Twitter, you know that... Uh, We've continued to have uh, some issues with, uh, with the broadcast system. And I'm going to explain a little bit about that and, and what's going on over the next uh, couple of minutes. In the meantime, tonight we are going to be looking at uh, CrunchBang Linux as we continue our series and uh, look at uh, some more Linux distributions that are available for you. Linux of course being a free desktop operating system and there are tons of different distributions to choose from. So which one do you want? Uh, we're going to actually take an, an, another look at another distribution today to give you an idea of what is available. Make sure you check out category5.tv and uh, see all of the stuff that we have to offer right there on our website. And we indeed uh, having <laughs> continual amounts of issues uh, over the past couple of days. And in fact, I have to uh, I have to stop the video once again. I am very, very sorry. I will be right back with you. thanks everybody so we're continuing to experience some issues as you know and uh... once i get things kind of a little more stable here which is what i'm doing i I wanted to try to get on the air as quickly as i could but we just love to uh, express to you some of the issues that we've experienced and what's what's been going on so as you know we had a surge a couple of months back i believe it was and uh we we very quickly uh had to price out uh a server to replace the uh the server that got uh damaged in the power surge that was due to a uh a, an electrical storm and fortunately um, at the time we were able to come across a used server that was $500 and an unbelievable deal it's an XW6600 and that as you know is a a dual processor Xeon uh quad core which is fantastic and and had everything that we need and uh and you our viewers have been so faithful to come together and to uh support us and and raised that money very very quickly and we've indeed uh, exceeded our goals and uh and the capability of purchasing that server at $500 regrettably when by the time we were ready to purchase that server, we contacted our supplier and um, it was no longer available. So they priced out the same server and uh, unfortunately at that price it was no longer um, possible and the price more than doubled at $1,090 so you can imagine our, our shock and, and kind of sadness at, at that uh, because $500 was a little too good to be true I suppose. Um, but, you know, sometimes these kind of deals come along and unfortunately uh, we missed it and, uh, and it didn't, didn't come in time, uh, or at least we weren't able to get there in time. So hearing our, our needs and understanding the, the issues that we have, um, a very gracious vendor um, contacted me and offered uh, to loan us a, a server to try and see, this is their old server, and to see if it was going to meet the needs that, uh, that we have. Um, also a dual Xeon uh, system, but dual core in this case, and uh, didn't have nearly the the specs of the other system. However, they were willing to, uh, free of charge, let us try it out, see if we can get it working. The only money that we would have to pay would be uh, to get it working and fixed up, and then if we got it working, we could talk to them about how much we would need to pay them for the system, be it through advertising or however we want to do it. Um, So that sounded like the only other option that we could get that was going to come in around the $500 to $800 mark, depending on how much hardware we had to put into it. Fortunately, I haven't put a lot of hardware into it. It's been a lot of hardware that we have um, kicking around to get things tested. And last week and this week, we've tested with this server, and unfortunately, um, and very regrettably, it's not been able to meet our needs as far as the broadcast goes. The reason we were late tonight is suddenly, just as we were about to broadcast, um, the sound system stopped functioning on the system so uh, so I had to go through a whole process of reinstalling the sound uh, sound drivers, everything like that. Um, so the next step for us being uh, that this is the the situation and, and that uh, that you know our, our projected goal as far as the fundraising went was was based on the availability of a five hundred dollar system uh... which unfortunately is no longer available to us so of course there's still the chance that that's going to come along and i've i've asked a a friend of mine to keep an eye on price lists and things and see if a used server comes up that uh, that would meet our needs that would fall into that price uh, bracket uh, but in the meantime we've started pricing out what it would cost to build an oem i7 say yeah. a quad core system something that's um, reasonable enough to get us up and running so hoping that uh, that that will come about and hoping that uh, I'll, I'll have a solution for us and I appreciate your patience with all the issues all this to say um, it, it, it's a challenge because we broadcast faithfully every single week uh, we have uh, for 199 episodes at this point next week is our 200th episode which to me is hard to believe uh... and tonight almost feels uh, a little nostalgic as i'm here uh... in the studio on my own with just the camera and uh, and you here with me but uh... essentially the the challenge for me as the the person who provides this service um, is that because we're up and because we're always broadcasting faithfully every single tuesday night um, it, it can be a challenge when we introduce new systems and those systems don't function the way that we had expected so uh, there was a lot of work put into this server as you can imagine uh, many days lost to try to get everything up and running and unfortunately um, it still has not met the need that, uh, that we need so so think of us and if you, if you have the means to continue to support us although we have exceeded our, our goal um, do understand our position, and and I want to be as open with you and as um, just completely honest about where the money is going and and where where our needs lie. As it is, the five hundred dollar server that uh, that we had planned for and hoped for is not available, and so we are looking at other options. Um, the, this one is not going to work for us. This one that has been loaned to us on the uh, understanding that if it did work for us, we could buy it and and fix it up and use it. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. So, so OEM parts look like the best way to go. We're gonna uh, potentially uh, we're pricing out right now the uh, ability to build our own system. Uh, it still is going to be more expensive than the five hundred dollars, and so um, I, I don't know where to put that as far as on our on our thermometer on the website. But uh, if you if you have the means to Uh, to support us in that way uh, monetarily, then I I would encourage you to do so knowing that our our need is very real Uh, Chris Reich is asking in the chat room at category5.tv what exactly that server is for is it so that we can broadcast multiple streams or what is it exactly doing when we broadcast category five tv and i call this my broadcast server really it's a workstation computer it's a it's a very powerful uh, system it needs to be reasonably powerful so that um, the system can process all the video that's going through so if you can imagine the amount of resources that are required to create a video production in general um, when we do a show every tuesday night live uh, there is the feed that comes in off the camera and we do hope to reintroduce a second and uh, a second camera absolutely for the newsroom. Um, and for every camera that there is, it's, it's using resources to, to be able to switch between those two cameras. And then that system also encodes to the hard drive, so it's constantly recording the show to the hard drive. That's for the RSS feeds and for uh, our ability to simulcast uh, the show, our ability to add it on demand on our website following the show. All that stuff is being uh, encoded and saved directly to the hard drive in the best possible quality at that time without maxing out our system resources. So usually that's not, you know, that's, that's as, as good a quality as we can possibly handle as far as the computer goes. But then at the same time, you think about, okay, the, the amount of resources that it takes to encode one feed, so that's saving to the hard drive, but then a second feed is being encoded for Flash, which is then going out to Justin.tv. As you know, uh, we also would like to be simulcasting on Ustream.tv, which unfortunately is not an option as we're going through this transitional phase um, where you know we're, we're still trying to get things just stable enough to, to be able to produce the show live. So um, so essentially that's what the server does. Um, it, it saves uh, the show to its own internal hard drive and then from there it goes out to the various sources that uh, that rebroadcast. Uh, so it's a video production console, Robbie F., Chris Reich asks, am I understanding that accurately? It essentially is, but it's a live video production switcher as well as recording and coding everything on the fly. So. Um, when i speak for example you're in the chat room and we're talking there's no delay uh... or a very very small delay and that's all on account of the fact that the live encoders are are streaming this out in real time so this system basically operates the entire show the, without the the only other system that we require here is uh... the what i call the demo system the demo system is basically just an ubuntu system we've been using a laptop for the longest time uh, it can be any computer and it's not; it doesn't need to be excep- exceptional specs whatsoever. So essentially, those are the two computers that we require. And, uh, and the one computer is, is a little bit of a power horse. Agamotto comparing uh, this setup to kind of like a makeshift uh, homebrew TriCaster, which wouldn't be an inaccurate um, explanation, TriCaster being a hardware uh, version of what we do using software, um, so very very similar in what they do, uh, but um, a little different as far as the hardware that's that's required in order to make it happen. Hey David do. sorry. Any other questions about that before we move on and uh, and get on with the show? Uh, but uh, but I do encourage you to to consider uh, the the need that we that we have right now and and. Um, I know it gets a little confusing because of the our our goals are are exceeded but our goals are are possibly inaccurate at this point due to the the workstation not being available. My hope is that we're going to be able to build a system for about the price that we had budgeted. I'm also looking for advertisers to help offset more expense of being able to upgrade and and fix some of the things that are needing uh fixing. So Think about us, and and uh, we appreciate everybody who's uh, who's involved in the show through the chat room, through watching the show, uh, through downloading the show after the fact. If you watch through Miro or however you get the show, really appreciate you. And uh, you know, I watch our, our viewer uh, locations map, and it's very encouraging to me, and and really makes me, you know, every time I get an email, I'm thinking about how how much the show has has reached out to the entire world. And you look at that viewer location map on the About Us page at Category5.tv and it's just astounding. It blows my mind, really. Here we are at episode number 199 and uh, and you're here with us and, and I thank you for that. Okay. So what do we got coming up tonight? We're going to be talking about CrunchBang. That's kind of exciting because we're stepping out of the user-friendly zone as far as distros go and stepping up more towards where you'd want to be if you if you want to feel like a hacker. So stick around for that. That's going to be fun. Let's see what else I've got. Viewer pictures. For 100 points tonight, Kevin joins us from Kenya. And first of all, Kevin says, here's a challenge for you. Tell me what operating system I'm running. And this is, uh, here's what Kevin sent me. So, chat room, what do you think? Give you a couple of seconds there. To me, the XI and the IV through is what is what made it make sense to me. So, there we go with Ubuntu 11.04. And that is uh, Kevin from... Kenya, who joins us uh, from there and, and sent us a picture of uh, a screenshot of his desktop and says uh, that the icons on his desktop are not clearly visible, and that's intentional, and was uh, a result of the GIMP lessons that, uh, that Kevin received here on Category 5 TV. He's used the Gaussian blur effect to, sh- to hide some of his icons and says that now, thanks to the show, he is a proficient... GIMP user, that's GNU Image Manipulation Program. And here's a, a screen grab of his desktop. So there, uh, there's us from a uh, couple weeks back, I think. Very cool. So, yeah, look at that. So that's quite the theme there that you've got going on. Looks very uh, Mac OS-ish. He says it's Ubuntu. Huh, but... You've got a Photoshop icon down at the bottom. You've got a Finder icon. I don't know. That looks a lot like uh, like Leopard to me. We'll give you a hundred points for uh, for checking out the show and uh, fun times. Send in your uh, show images or you watching the show live at Category Five TV. Uh, Joe uh, Joe Herria, Joe Harriaga. Say that for me, Johariega says that it's Mac for Lin. Is that what it, is that what it does? Mac for Lin from SourceForge. Look at that! I learned something today. Thanks, gang. So this is running GNOME. You can see from this screenshot here. But it's very well themed to look like macOS. That is very, the, the similarities there, the icon set. So what I want to know is, is the Photoshop icon that you have on your screen there, uh, Kevin, is that is that GIMP? Or what is it that's, uh, that's showing up as Photoshop? That's interesting sourceforge.net slash projects slash mac4lin and we'll post a link in the show notes for episode number 199 cool stuff Gadwill says yep GIMP actually shows up as a Photoshop icon with that theme very cool stuff so if you're looking for a way to make your, uh, your Ubuntu system look like a Mac as far as the desktop goes there you go Dman 8.10 says, No! Let's just say no to changing our desktops to be like other OSs. Keep it Ubuntu. But Ubuntu is not keeping it Ubuntu. They're not keeping it known. So what do you do? They're forcing us to look elsewhere, my friend. Unless we love Unity for some strange reason. What bothers me about the whole Unity thing is that Canonical is taking, and I I love Ubuntu, okay? Don't get me wrong. I've used it for a long time. But Canonical, it feels like they're taking what Linux has given me, which is freedom. It just feels like all the freedom that I've had over the years to install Compiz, Barrel, the Barrel project and Compiz Fusion, and make everything the way that I want, to install AWN and to install all the stuff to, to set up my desktop exactly the way that I want and then all of a sudden they've said no, you know what, we're taking all that away and we're giving you Unity and this is what your desktop now looks like take it or leave it so to me I just feel like they're they're taking away that freedom that Linux has given me so that's why I'm interested in installing a different desktop environment a different window manager than Unity and I understand why they're doing it but I think they're doing it a little bit at the uh, at the chagrin of, of a lot of their users. I don't know. What do you think? Tell me in the chat room. Category5.tv. Category5 on Freenode. And speaking of Category5, keep our brand strong. Make sure every time you tweet, use the Cat5.tv hashtag. You'll see it down there. Make sure you tweet using that uh, hashtag anytime you're talking about the show. I'm at twitter.com slash Robbie Ferguson. Chris Reich says, XFCE for the win. I, uh, I've been using it on my production system for uh, ever since I featured it on the show, and I have to say I, I do like it. It's not quite as slick as, uh, say, GNOME 2, but uh, there, you know there's a couple things there that I, I, I don't like, but there's a lot that I do like, and that's maybe just a user experience thing. Things are a little bit different than, than what I'm used to. cool. JVSCC, I like pi too. I like pi. Love it. And uh, also love the reference. Okay. Viewer points. Yes, I covered that and I'm going to send you 100 points. Kevin, anybody joining us for the first time in the chat room tonight? Would love to hear from you. I'm going to do my best to keep up with the chat room, uh, even though I'm here by myself tonight. Emile, nineteen seventy-six, joining us in the chat room for the very first time tonight. It's great to have you here. Let us know in the chat room where you're from, and uh, greetings to you. And uh, we'd love to uh, have you as a, a part of our community. It's nice to have you here. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Joe, uh, see, I, I've tried this name already, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Jo, uh, Joe, Ho- oh, why do you do this to me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe Harry Edgar. Am I close? Oh. Harry. Joe Harry Edgar. Is that right? Joining us for the first time tonight. Fantastic. I got it right. Oh, yo, Harry. Oh, is it, is it yo or Joe? There we go. Joe Harry Edgar. Nice to have you here. Joining us for the first time from Rochester, New York. Nice to see you. We'd love to know uh, how you heard of the show as well. Let us know. Got some interesting stuff coming up from the Category Five TV Newsroom. You'll find it at cat5.tv/newsroom. I'm going to try to cover everything for you tonight. I'm kind of like the all-in-one host tonight. But coming up in the newsroom, uh, your child could win a one-laptop per child laptop by drawing a picture using the free Tux Paint software. If they're under 12 years old, it's your chance to uh, get, get your kids' hands on one of those, so uh, stick around. I'm going to tell you all about that. Toyota has joined the Linux Foundation. Get this. They plan to accelerate Linux in their cars. Webcam-based photo art has led to the artist's home being raided by the Secret Service in New York. Scary stuff. What would you do with a million CPU cores? other than, of course, uh, perhaps emulating the human brain. Imogen Heap, uh, you're gonna hear about her and how she's creating music with her hands now, quite literally. Stick around, these stories are gonna be coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes here on Category 5 TV. And uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna try to hit uh, a couple of your questions in the chat room by email live at category5.tv. All right. I've got uh, one here from Zabata. Zabata says that uh, they did try installing, uh, reinstalling Ubuntu 11.04, and uh, they took a look at the blacklist, as I suggested on the show and was suggested in the chat room. All seem to be going okay, but they still can't get the driver to be in use on their desktop. This is uh, the driver for. Their graphics card. I'm just going to pull up this image. Uh, we've got a screenshot that's been provided by Zabata here. Let's take a look. So, NVIDIA accelerated graphics driver, and it says the driver is activated but not currently in use. Now, this tool here that you're using to access uh, your drivers and, and set that up in Ubuntu can be problematic, and I've actually found it to be more problematic um, since later releases of Ubuntu, and even so, uh, going back into, you know, if you installed uh, LTS right now, 10.04, it seems that there are more problems with the hardware driver system than ever before, and that's not to say that you can't get it working. First thing I would want to check, Sabata, is are the drivers actually not working, or is it just showing erroneously that it's not working, because that could be the bug right there. Give a try to uh, enabling your, let's see, enable your uh, advanced, I don't know what you call it, the visual effects on appearance. So I've gone system, preferences, appearance, and you'll see the visual effects tab. Click on that, and you'll see none. It's probably selected right now. Try enabling normal or extra, and if those work, if it takes, then you know that the drivers are indeed working. It's just showing erroneously that it's not. On my system here I'm running 10.04 for reasons that uh yeah I think you can probably gather. Um, with that installation I'm uh, I've had the same problem with 10.04. Um uh, so I actually what I ended up doing is I I killed the uh, X server and I went through and and I uh downloaded the well first I downloaded the new Nvidia drivers right off of their website nvidia.com and uh using that I killed the x server and i reinstalled from the uh, from the terminal so what what i would have done at that point um, is so killing x server uh, let's see if i have what i actually typed here kill all dash nine x the capital x that kills your x server and then once i got into uh... into terminal or the bash prompt logged in and uh, just went through the the regular setup procedure so let's see oh you know what I might have done is GDM stop because kill all probably didn't work for me see that went into terminal type that next step rebooted my computer then I went into the downloads folder where I downloaded the file and I went sudo dot slash NVIDIA Linux, blah, 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 just like that. So I did my LS to see what the file was and installed it that way. And then once it was done, I just typed start X. And that, of course, takes me back into X. But now, as you can see, my NVIDIA drivers work just fine. Okay. So I didn't have to go through blacklisting any modules or going through any of those kind of processes. Okay, so that's uh, that's what I would try, Zabata. Give that a go. Jello windows, Agamoto says. Memories of the original barrel. They just don't jiggle like they used to, do they? <laughs> All right, next question uh, comes in to us from. Let's see, Chris Reich. Reich rhymes with like. Thank you. Uh, Okay, Robbie, is there a way in Linux to take snapshots of the current configuration so that one could later return to that same configuration? This would be useful for experiments that go awry. I know about doing this in virtualization, but is there a native Linux app project or feature which uh, will support rolling back? All my best, Chris Reich from Rochester, New York. Chris, of course, um, you know, the first thought that comes to my mind is fog project but then i realize fog project is gonna do really really nicely for your windows workstations uh, if you have a linux server to run that on Um, so what i'm thinking is probably the best way i don't know of a way to image your hard drive on the fly like the fog project does for your your other systems you might be able to look at Acronis true image or something like that but uh, whether or not that can run as you're running your linux system i'm not too sure what I would tend to lean towards, though Chris, is a program called back in time." It's a little different than what you're asking. I'm not talking about a complete image of the drive that you can restore from, but instead being able to go back in time with your files so if you you know back up you know particular files on your hard drive, you're able to revert to earlier versions back in time dot I believe it's le dash web dot something let's we better google it. <laughs> back in time. dot weborg It's like French for the web, but you knew that. Okay, back-in-time is a simple backup tool for Linux. don't know if you've seen this, Chris, but it is absolutely fantastic. It creates snapshots of your data, and you create the snapshot set, so you tell it what you'd like to back up, and you have the ability to go back in time by date so you can see this date list over here, the time, everything and you can schedule that to back up on whatever kind of schedule you'd like but what's neat about it is it creates your backups using Simlinks so it creates one initial backup and then every subsequent backup is going to appear to be a full backup but it's really the only files that are full backups are the ones that have been changed and if even if right it, it, it the way it's an intelligent system and it and it knows to only back up what's been changed but what's interesting is, is you look at the folder you bring it up in Nautilus say and it looks like the full backup it looks like all of your files are there when in fact a lot of them are in older backups but you've got sim links that are linking to those files so that it acts as though you've got access to all the files. It's really, really easy to revert. It's really, really a nice, easy-to-use system. It's like Time Machine for Linux. Uh, remaster Sys. Thinking Chris uh, is thinking that might do what uh, what he's looking for. Um, I suppose if, that's, if you're more looking to create a working environment, back it up, and then be able to undo it more like a kiosk, then sure, remaster Sys would work just fine. I'm thinking more along the lines of data. Maybe I'm misunderstanding the question a little bit. Um, in which case, you know, looking at things like Clonezilla, take a snapshot, get your system up and running, Uh, see I'm thinking about a live system I think you're thinking about it doesn't need to be live so get your system up and running once a week once a month run a clonezilla to the network so you have to boot up from the boot CD run the clone and you've got a perfect clone of that hard drive and then you just lose maybe use back in time to back up the stuff in between and then what you could do set it all up you've got your clonezilla image you've got your back in time backups all on a separate server or separate storage medium you restore the image It takes you to that point in time, say it was last Friday, but then you've got all the data from Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which is in your back in time backups. You import the Clonezilla image, overwrite everything, then use your back in time, bring it back up to date, and now you've got the system right up till Tuesday, even though maybe that Clonezilla image was from a month ago. As long as you've got back in time doing the incremental stuff, then you can then re-import all your data. And you've got a system. I think that's probably a good solution anyways for you. It's, it's combining two solutions, but it will be effective. Everybody understand where I'm going with that? It sounds like Chris has got it and, and, and knows where, what I'm saying there. Uh, if you have any questions for me, live at category5.tv or join me in the chat room. Um, Gad will, thanks. And you can also uh, tweet me. Uh, twitter.com slash Robbie Ferguson and follow the show it's twitter.com slash category 5 TV that would be cool alright everybody it is time to get into the news before we get looking at CrunchBang CrunchBang Linux uh, we are limited for time tonight as you know due to some of the earlier issues but tonight I want to tell you all about this uh, TuxPaint is of course an award-winning application it's a drawing program that you can download to your computer and it'll run on all versions of Windows Mac OS X or 10 10 10.4 as well as anything newer than that more recent it'll run on Linux it'll run on FreeBSD, NetBSD and it is absolutely free so, you want to check out that application anyways, especially if you've got young kids. But here's the thing. All you have to do is get a copy of Tux Paint, have your child create an original drawing using the software, and send it into to them. Um, there are three grand prize winners that are going to be chosen to receive a one-laptop-per-child notebook computer. And runners-up are going to get a uh, sugar-on-a-stick operating system. That's the USB stick operating system for kids. Uh, educational stuff and also there are some tux paint t-shirts as well that uh, will be given away for the full contest rules check out cat5.tv/tuxpaint. Toyota has joined the Linux Foundation as a gold member to get the most out of the Linux operating system for its cars. How interesting. Kenichi Murata, the project general manager for electronics development for Toyota said, "Linux gives us the flexibility and technology maturity we require to evolve our in-vehicle infotainment and communication systems to address the expectations of our customers. Interesting. Murata goes on to explain that the uh, Linux Foundation provides us with a neutral forum in which we can collaborate with the world's leading technology companies on open innovation that accelerates that evolution. The U.S. Secret Service has raised, uh, has raided, pardon me, the home of a uh, an artist who has been collecting images from webcams in a New York Apple store. Kyle McDonald is said to have installed software that photographed people looking at the laptops in the store, and then those laptops were set to automatically upload to his website. Mac- Mr. McDonald uh, said that he had obtained permission from the security guard at the store. Uh, But Apple declined to comment. However, the Secret Service confirmed that its electronic crime division was involved. The images were uploaded to a page on the uh, blogging site Tumblr, and in the description uh, of people staring at computers, the project is described as a photographic intervention. Custom app installed around New York City, taking a picture every minute and uploading it uh, if a face was found in the frame. Mr. McDonald, writing on Twitter, said that he has been advised not to comment on the case by the online freedom group, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Scary stuff. Be careful what you do uh, as far as, you know, creativity. Manchester Academics aim to use a million ARM processing cores to simulate the neuron network of the human brain and investigate new models for computing. Manchester University said on Thursday that the bedrock of the Spinnecker computer architecture is formed by 50,000 or so ARM 968-series ser- uh, multicore low-powered embedded processors which passed their functionality tests with flying colors, as they say. Eventually, the chips are going to form a supercomputer built out of a Spinnaker, which is a short form for spiking neural network. It's an architecture in which uh, each chip sits within t- a two-dimensional mesh network connected to six or so other processors, and each processor, of course, has about 18 cores and around 100 million transistors on each processor. It's attached to a 128 megabit uh, or megabyte DRAM chip. And uh, it has uh, that chip itself has about a billion transistors as well. Once built, the computer is going to be accessible to the academics and research uh, type people via the internet. And a pair of musical gloves that allow wearers to manipulate music using just hand gestures have been shown off for the first time by singer Imogen Heap. Uh, we all know Imogen Heap, uh, Imogen Heap by her song called Hide and Seek which was later sampled and used as the chorus for the multi-platform single, Whatcha Say? Mm," You know the one. Uh, That's by Jason Derulo. The performance uh, kicked off TED Global in Edinburgh uh, last week, or actually just yesterday, I believe. Uh, A conference renowned for showcasing cutting-edge technologies. The gloves were created by a team at the University of West England, led by Professor Tom Mitchell, a music technology specialist. He's used fiber-optic gloves uh, developed for gaming and added chipboards. The gloves were programmed based on Imogen Imogen Heap's uh, movements. So, for instance, uh, to make a sound louder, she just opens up her arms. To make it quieter, she brings her arms together. Uh, The ultimate aim is that she would be able to stand on stage and control the entire ensemble of music just with her hands. The technology provided an exciting start to TED Global, uh, Ted Global 2011, which uh, commenced yesterday. Get the full stories at our website, category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our community of viewers. That's you. And you can send in your contributions, newsroom at category5.tv. The category5.tv newsroom and the show tonight is brought to you in part by Pogo Plug cat5.tv slash pogo plug and of course planet calypso you'll find them online cat5.tv slash calypso all right so we do have some pogo plugs to give away i've got a pogo plug uh, i've got the shirt it's just to show them some love because we all love the pogo plug pogo plug is a fantastic device which allows us to uh... create our own private cloud network You can install this at uh, a family member's house, for example, and stick a USB hard drive on there to start, uh, even a flash drive, and you can access that drive from anywhere in the world via a secure Internet connection. So this can be used, for example, for off-site data backup. It can be used for uh, backing up your stuff on-site, right within your internal LAN. But what's neat about it is not only does it become uh, accessible from anywhere, so if you're using a laptop or a mobile device, uh, you're using an iPod Touch, for example, it allows the streaming of your media, the access of your media, your files, directly from the device so that you don't have to uh, go about actually connecting a hard drive to your devices. For example, I've got an iPod Touch with the PogoPlug app. This is an 8 gig iPod Touch 4. My PogoPlug with a 300 gig hard drive, or 350 gig hard drive, I believe, is connected to it. Now, my iPod Touch has access to 358 gigs of storage. I can take pictures directly to my pogo plug. I can load pictures. My entire database of family photos is available to me on my iPod touch. If somebody steals my iPod touch or if I drop it and break it, none of it is actually on here. It's on my pogo plug. Then, if you have a second pogo plug, you stick it somewhere else, And you can use active sync technology, which is built into the firmware, which is going to allow those two pogo plugs to communicate together and create an image copy, almost like a RAID 1, but it's an extended RAID 1. You're talking one could be here, one could be on the other end of the world, and they're still able to synchronize together so that your data is always safe, so that no matter what natural disaster comes, no matter what, you've always got a copy of your data. PogoPlug is a fantastic device. I've got one to give away tonight, and I've got a handful of entries that came in this week. And what we're going to do is we're going to randomly select a number, and that number is going to be our winner for tonight. We're going to head on over to random.org. Fantastic site. If you ever have need of a random number, Now, of course, with our uh, giveaway this week, we had a skill testing question. Some people got it right. Some people didn't get it right. The question was 7,328 times 2 plus 1, and the answer, of course, uh, 14,657. So if you got that answer right, you are a part of our draw tonight, and I'm going to generate a random number which is going to correspond with the email I'm going to count down the list here. The random number that has been generated is seven. Number one, Nikki Thorne. Number two, George Barella. Number three, Ignacio Martinez. You, sir, you made it very difficult for me this week, having to delete all those emails. (laughs) Number four, Lance. Number five, Joe Cool. Number six, Julianne. Lemaire and our winner tonight number 7 Raffer congratulations you are the proud owner of a Pogo Plug Pro which I will send to you all you need to do is pop me an email live at category5.tv and I need your real name Uh, I need your mailing address shipping address can't be a P.O. box because we got to send a courier courier. and also your phone number and that is for again the courier in case they have trouble uh, finding your place um, so that information, if you send that my way live at category5.tv, we'll get a pogo plug on its way to you. Congratulations, Raffer. And in the meantime, if, um, if you have won anything on the show, uh, some of the points have not been allocated yet, just so you know, I am catching up on that. Of course, it's, uh, we had a, a time there where things have been absolutely wild, and any chance that I get, I'm working on server issues and, and trying to fix things up. I have notes uh, to add your points, and those points will indeed be added to your account. But if you fear that uh, for some reason your prize has not been issued, make sure you pop me an email live at category5.tv. It's nothing more than, uh, than simply allocating my time and making sure that I uh, get everybody taken care of. So uh, feel free to pop me an email as a reminder. But I do have notes to, uh, to take care of you as well. And Raffer, that, uh, that will be on its way as soon as I hear back from you. Congratulations. Cool, cool. Alright, so tonight we are looking at CrunchBang Linux which is very different. We're stepping outside of the box tonight, so to speak. CrunchBang has a disclaimer on its website and it says, hey, basically, uh, if if you're going to use our uh, our distribution here, you better be ready for your computer to go CrunchBang. All that to say, they are not liable for your system and it could break. CrunchBang is a, a bit of a hacker style distribution. It's it's sleek. It's lightweight, it's fast. And I I have a certain little bit of love for it, I think. Let's log in and check it out for the first time. You'll see one of the first things that pop up is Conky. Conky of course, uh, out of the box is showing us our system stats, CPU things like that. But I also like that it has some shortcut keys here. Of course, uh, this particular distribution, it's not running GNOME. It's not running KDE. It's a lot different than what what we've ever looked at on the show before. This is OpenBox. And OpenBox operates a little bit differently. You can click on your desktop, for example, and get access to your menu. Again, very hacker-esque. Or you can, if you've got applications up on the screen, you can hit your Windows super button and hit your spacebar to get instant access to that. You'll see that uh, through the list of applications that we have, there is a, a fair assortment of stuff. The operating system itself, the distribution, is very black and white. You can be the the judge of whether you like that or not. Again, I think it's going for a, a real hacker aesthetic, um, so this is probably a good a good one to show when Krista's away, because otherwise she'd be like, oh black and white, but there is color in the operating system as soon as you launch applications. Very good. CrunchBank's a bit different because it's not based on Ubuntu. It's based on Debian. Debian is what Ubuntu is based on. So it's a little bit different. It runs really nice. Uh, You can see things load fairly quickly, even in my virtual machine here. Um, And one of the other interesting things is that it has the Licorix uh, or Zen kernel, which is uh, 2.6-686. And that is meant to, while not necessarily being considered as stable as the current kernel for Linux, uh, it is meant to be a little bit optimized and and meant to be streamlined and super fast. Looking at uh, under, well, let's go up here, for example, Web Browser, first time we're going to launch this to see what the feature set is like. We've got Google or Yahoo Canada, Yahoo Quebec. I'm going to go into Google. There we go. So this has brought up Chromium, as you can see. We're going to go to category5.tv. Let's see out of the box what this looks like. One of the interesting things uh, as you're installing CrunchBang is that um, it it installs very quickly. I was impressed with the installer. It was very, very simple. Um, I was expecting it to be a little bit more of a challenge to install CrunchBang. Being that it is a little hacker-esque, I was expecting it to be a little more Gentoo-esque as far as the installer goes. Not the case. Very, very simple. Very easy to get the operating system installed. But what I found interesting is once you get there, you've got a bash script up on your screen that's saying, okay, click to continue. So I click to continue, and sure enough, it goes through very much like an old version of Perfect Ubuntu. let lets me install a lot of those extras on my, uh, on my system. You'll see that Flash right out of the box is working beautifully. Uh, Everything just seems to be running nice and fast with CrunchBang. Um, uh, there's no jitteriness to the to the video or anything, even though I'm running in a virtual machine. Um, and that, of course, again, is a chromium browser. So feature set as far as software goes, let's see what we've got. We've got VLC media player for our videos. We've got chromium, as I said, GFTP comes with it, but you can also install Filezilla. You'll see that uh, we do have Synaptic package manager. We've got settings. Compositing, and you can enable compositing, which is going to now give us the fade-in effect. See that? It's a little bit different than just the really fast effect that we had before with no graphic compositing. Of course, GNU Image Manipulation Program is there, and uh, pretty much anything you'll need. Open Office. There you go. Everything just—it uh, seems to work. It seems really, uh, really nice, really sleek. But aesthetically, not what you're looking for if you're looking for that beautiful blue desktop or, or something that's colorful and, and gorgeous. It's gone for the other end of things, but I think it's got a certain appeal to a certain group of people. So check it out. It's crunchbanglinux.org, um, and uh, looks pretty good. Okay, ease of installation, I said, is easy. Aesthetics depends on who you are. Krista might say that it's, it's really drab. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, you be the judge. Let me know what you think about the aesthetics of Crunchbang organization of the menus again linux is fantastic and everything is it's just well organized you see that networking or network is your network stuff multimedia is your multimedia stuff and everything's sorted like that you don't see a lot of extra stuff that's just sitting there taking up space so organization looks good uh, include a suite of software looks fair. it's basic, but uh, it's got what you need with your office suite, your FTP application, your browser, flash, uh, all the stuff that you expect. One of the things that it installed during the uh, the process of that script at the at the first boot was also the uh, the java uh, runtime environment, so that's good uh, if you need it out-of-the-box usability it's a little different because of the right-click menu or the uh, start space button but the fact that it's got the shortcut keys right on the screen i think is a, a very big benefit to anybody who is trying Crunchbang for the first time uh, especially if you've never used open box this is going to give you a chance to figure it out very quickly how to actually use it and i don't see a problem with having to hit that kind of key combination in order to get your menu up it is a little different because you don't have an applications menu in the traditional sense, a start menu, say, but it's uh, it's quite usable. Nothing really makes me go, hmm. Desktop is pretty bland. I might change it if I was going to use this as my desktop. You let us know what you think about CrunchBang Linux uh, live at Category 5tv TV, and uh, let us know what uh, what Linux distribution you'd like to see on the show. If there's one that you've been looking uh, at or curious about and you're a little uh, iffy to install it on your own system, but you want to see what it looks like and get a, a, a little bit of an impression as to what that distribution is going to look like on your system, let us know. Pop me an email live at category5.tv and just tell us which distribution you'd like to see during this series uh, because we'd like to show you a lot of the, uh, the different things that are available to you. Dominic is asking, uh, have you ever tried the XFCE version of CrunchBang? And the answer to that is new. No. This is my first uh, my first time trying CrunchBang as a matter of fact. This was uh, recommended to us by Greg, uh, one of our viewers. Uh, but let's see, uh, XFCE is available to us, I'm going to log out and let's click on session and you'll see that uh, my default session is open box but I also have XFCE because that was one of the things that I selected in uh, the installation procedure was to allow me to do both and that of course was from that script you wanna make XFCE session the default for future sessions I'll say just this session because openbox is the default let's see how it looks there we go pretty much the same we've got a little bit of a side menu here cool so again they've, they've Made it look. Oh no! Look at this. We do have. Oh, yeah. Things are a little bit different than the tradi- like the out of the box XFCE. I think. But feel free to give it a try. There it is. Looks nice. A little more colorful, from a menu standpoint. I think I would. Uh, I think I would give CrunchBang a, a shot, for sure. One of our viewers was asking uh, whether there's any way to kind of make XFCE look a little prettier. And I'll let you uh, comment, Dominic, especially in the chat room. Anyone who's got experience with XFCE would be interested to know your comments. I would say if you install Emerald into your system, then that will give you the chance to use uh, some of the, the cooler themes. Uh, let's see if I can find the, uh, the original question here. It was Zabata, actually, who says, uh, I saw your tweet. I finally had enough about U- with Ubuntu Unity. And uh, then the show about Ubuntu Unity alternatives came up. I also took the plunge. I ditched Unity for XFCE. It is so much easier to work with and to find everything again. Woohoo! Anyway, the one problem is I've been spoiled by the nice looks of Unity compared to XFCE. Could you show us how to install new themes and styles and get it looking up to date? Thanks again from Richard Zabata. Zabata, like I was saying, I would install um, an application called Emerald, and then just head on over to uh, xfce-look.org, and from here, just like gnome-look.org, you've got access to some themes. Most of them are going to be reliant on Emerald. That's why I say install Emerald first. Um, right so you can get you can get this thing looking pretty sweet this is just the first one that i clicked on but you can go through this it's a, a a repository of available themes for xfce and that i think will be a really good starting point for you xfce-look.org and let's see we've got some comments coming in in the chat room for you as well Zabata. uh dominic says uh try oh what's this Links to images. Okay. Yeah, that's looking pretty sleek. Now, whose desktop is this then? Dominic. Is that anyone in particular, or is that a a theme engine, or a particular theme that can be uh, obtained? Oh, that's Dominic's uh, desktop. Looks really nice. Uh, Dominic, if you would care to, uh, let us know what you use um, to theme your desktop as well. Cool. That, okay, look at that. Available. Uh, that's actually available from xfce-look.org. So check that out. I think that's going to be a good place for you to start, uh, Zabata, and anyone else who's interested in running XFCE and uh, getting away from... Ubuntu Unity, and of course that allows you to still run Ubuntu if you like to, or you can try a different distro if you care to as well. And that's part of the 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 fun of going through some of the distributions that are available to us. Thanks everybody for such a fun uh, a fun night. I'm going a little bit over time as far as the time goes because we were a little bit late starting the show tonight. Dman eight ten wondering does XFCE work better on older smaller PCs? And Dominic hit it right on the head by saying, yes. And Agamotto says, much better. It's very lightweight. It uh, it can be super fast. I mean, you look at... Uh, I, I don't want to use the word bloat with something like GNOME, but there is some code there that is probably not necessary to you if you are trying to get Linux working on an older computer. So you can always go with install Ubuntu install xfce4 or if you want to go one step further just go zubuntu x ubuntu and that will install xfce from the base Um, and see how that hardware performs at that point you're going to find that it is a lot lighter weight Uh, unity is is pushing us towards you need compositing you need to have a decent video card you need to have a fairly good system so it's really leaving you in the dark if you've got an older system but that doesn't mean that you can't run Ubuntu, it just means that you don't want to necessarily run Unity. And you can get around that by installing the XFCE4 package. Emile1976 comments Zubuntu is better than installing XFCE4 because then you get a lot of the, uh, the GNOME stuff as well. You mean if, uh, if we installed Ubuntu first and then installed xfce that can happen zubuntu if you try if you if you go that route and you want to get rid of gnome altogether i don't mind having both i mean these days how much hard drive space do you have right it doesn't really matter unless it's causing conflicts which is not usually the case But you can always if you're running ubuntu and you seriously want to get rid of gnome then you could install instead of installing the xfce4 package which is a supplement to your current desktop you can install the zubuntu desktop Uh, Package using Synaptic Package Manager or apt-get. And that will actually remove the GNOME desktop, the basic uh, Ubuntu and uh, Unity and all that, and replace it with XFCE. But as uh, Emil1976 is saying, you can just download the Zubuntu installer and start with a fresh install. And that can can be a nice, clean way to get yourself all set up too. Lance uh, Hurdler. I hear you. All right, everybody. Get onto our website this week, category5.tv. Do not forget, please, use our hashtag. You see it down here? Do, 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 do. Cat5TV. Anytime you're talking about the show or to the show on Twitter, make sure you use that hashtag. Very important. Uh, and uh, that is twitter.com slash Robbie Ferguson to talk directly to me. Or if you want to uh, send a message to the show directly, it's uh, twitter.com slash Category Five TV once again. All right, vote for every episode at Category Five TV. I'm out of time for tonight. It's been great having you here. Don't forget next week is, you know it, episode number two hundred. That marks over twelve thousand minutes of Category Five TV. Free tech consulting, free tech support, and demonstrations of products and and all that twelve thousand minutes i've been talking to you that's a long time and i've loved every minute and i'm very excited to and and proud to be celebrating two hundred episodes and i do hope that you'll join us next week i may have some giveaways i may have some surprises we may have some guests that are going to be joining us in the studio actually we do i'll tell you the truth we do carrie webb's gonna be here we've got christy burton a.k.a. Christy Van Noort is going to be here. We've got John Van Noort, who is going to be here. We've got Eric Kidd. We've got Krista Wells. It's going to be quite a time, and we'd really love to have you here for episode number 200. That is Tuesday, July 19th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and we'd uh, we'd love to see you, so make sure you join us. Fun times, everybody. Hey, have a fantastic week. And thanks for joining me tonight I hope you had fun hope you learned lots and uh, most of all I just hope that you enjoyed uh, being here with me and I appreciate you joining us uh, those of you who are in the chat room hey nice to see you nice to have a few uh, new viewers as well and Dave Medu, I will uh, I'll see you on Twitter twitter.com/ Robbie Ferguson don't forget our hashtag cat5 TV see you everybody have a great week you uh-huh.